I'd first like to take a minute and tell you a little bit about a rather exciting partnership that has made this podcast possible. We've joined forces with the Cannes Line International Festival of Creativity to bring you a very special set of interviews. We'll be lining up conversations between figureheads of the creative and tech industries to explore the colliding world of creativity and data. To kick things off, we are joined by Danny Lopez. He was the British Council General in New York and might I add the youngest person ever to do so. As he'll explain, he fancied a career change. And rather than being the person that promotes UK technology abroad, he fancied being a part of it and joined Blipper, the augmented reality startup, as their chief operating officer. Now, if you don't know who Blipper are, they're widely seen as darlings of the UK tech scene. And to put it simply, they want to use your phone's camera to add a little bit of digital to your physical world. Danny was interviewed by Tash Whitney, CEO of media agency Havas Helia, and Tash was president of the Creative Data Lions in 2016. She's widely seen and recognised as the authority on the fusion of data and creativity, and they had a really interesting discussion. Enjoy. I'd like to know just a little bit about you and where you came from and tech through and through, or recent tech, or yeah. how did it all start? So recent tech for me, this is, uh, this is my third reinvention. I was in banking for 10 years. Uh, then I was in government for 10 years, and in fact, over the last five years, I was the British Consul General to New York, so a diplomat. Wow. And uh, during my time in New York, I spent um, a lot of my time and effort focusing on helping entrepreneurs and tech companies on both sides of the Atlantic, so U.S. tech companies setting up over here, and the same for, uh, for the U.S., and look, I've always been fascinated by tech, and uh, the more time I spend with entrepreneurs and startups, the more I decided that my third reinvention was going to be in, in that space. And Blippo was a company that I came across probably three years ago now. Yeah. I just loved the vision of, uh, of what the company is doing, and uh, here I am, lucky enough to be a part of it now. So did you approach them and say, this is what I'd like to do? Or yeah, it was, it, it, was, it was one of those... Uh, but it took a very long time because I don't think either of us started the conversation thinking that, that, that I would join. But I was very interested in what the company was doing and they, they were always interested to kind of get my views, especially as they were expanding in, in the U.S. And like everything in life, I think it was sort of born out of that you know, organic relationship yep. with, uh, with the founder, with, with Rish, and we really hit it off. And uh, I saw the company grow phenomenally over two years. And so uh, we would catch up very frequently and eventually I started talking about what I might do next and it just sort of happened. Wow. How different is it to the previous reinventions? It's uh, it's fascinating. Very, very different. I mean, I think, well, for starters, I'm very much used to being kind of the young person in an older person's world. So there I was as as the diplomat in New York and uh, and I'm 42 and I I joined Blipper. The average age is 27. So I sort of overnight took that to around 29. (laughs) And, and I just, I love that, you know, just the sort of the fresh ideas, the mm. speed, the sort of not having to think about consequences probably so much, but just kind of, you know, executing and, and using your imagination in a way that probably I hadn't been exposed to before. So uh, absolutely loving it. How fantastic. So I've um, been doing a lot of kind of investigation around Blipper yep. and um, I'm just really interested in how the company started and the vision. Um, I just think it's really interesting the way that you know it's formed out of this new way of connecting consumers with brands what do you think has been the kind of proudest moments and in in the progression so far other than you joining well obviously (laughs) um you know i think it's been the journey that the company is on the company has has been on over the last five and a half years so blip was founded in 2011 
And if you think about AR in 2011, it wasn't exactly something that people were jumping to, to no. talk about. So, you know, you already see the vision of two people who kind of saw this coming. Uh, so the original idea, as you know, was to create AR experiences for brands. And that, for two years, was an extremely successful strategy that led to onboarding over a thousand brands, some of them the most iconic on the, on the, yeah. on the planet. But uh, the fascinating thing for me is that the founders just had this aha moment where they realized that users were pointing their phone at branded products and getting really cool experiences being triggered. Um, but what happened if you removed the branded product from your line of sight? You had nothing because the app was essentially taking in the real world but yeah. not giving you any content. So that aha moment was to say, well, hang on, you know, surely we need to understand the reality in front of us before we really look augmented. And so then comes the AI, so the computer yes. vision and, and the deep learning and this ambition to try and index and catalog the entire world and be able to give you valuable information on everyday objects, animals, yeah. plants, people, whatever it might be. And actually, that's also the way to really be able to scale AR by providing yeah. you know, more and more immersive AR content on the back of you know, extremely accurate recognition. And I think, you know, when I think about the proudest moments, I suppose for me is the fact that the founders had the vision to realize that that was not a change in strategy, but actually the evolution of yeah. the company. I mean, I'm not, having looked, you know, I've obviously had a look at some of the branded projects that you've done and you know there's obviously the stuff you did with Emirates about the in-flight entertainment yeah. there's the stuff that you've done with lipstick and the, I mean I can't remember which brand it was but the ability to test different shades of red lipstick and see it on you which Max is something yeah. that yeah. you know you find really valuable but yeah. and that's all great but it was that moment wasn't it where you could point at a, at a computer keyboard and it would tell you the provenance of that and yeah. send you yeah yeah and I think if you think about the, the brands and and I suppose, again, this is part of that journey where initially, I think it's fair to say that AR in 2011, 2012 was sort of still ticking the innovation box. You, yeah. you kind of knew you wanted to have a play with it, but not necessarily sure it was really adding value. But then you actually start looking at the use cases and you know, pointing your phone at uh, cereal packets, Lucky Charms, mm -hmm. General Mills. Yeah. You know, so what, what's that actually doing? Actually, you know, you're solving a problem for a company that has relied for decades on putting a toy inside the cereal yep. box. So, you know, kids have their cereal, yep. they get incredibly excited about, you know, being able to, to, to open the box up and get that toy once. <laughs> but of course, you know, you introduce AR into it, no longer do you have the need to put the toy in, no, in the box, absolutely. but actually then trigger fun games time and time again. And so, so, so that's a sort of perfect marriage of, you know, the data you need to accumulate to be able uh, and understand to be able to know that that's a behavior that people want and then provide the technology to actually make that happen. And I think that's so I'm going to come back to the data because I'm really interested in that. But I, it has stuff like this really changed this, uh, the whole kind of supply chain and the logistics chain? Because presumably, if we take that example, yeah. you know, previously there would be a supply chain to put the toy yeah. in and that takes up valuable space in the box yeah. and it's only, it's a, we'll deal with the consumer thing. That must be like a major change in the way yeah. that companies, packaged goods companies, yep. particularly their whole logistical thing works. Yeah, I mean, More room for cereal, exactly. which is going to mean that. And then there's the consumer experience of that. So it's about taking that moment of excitement and high and then making it not just a one-off. And that's like a kind of ongoing engagement with the brand. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's phenomenal. So uh, let's talk about the data then. Mm. Um, how, do, how do you collect the data and store the data, and then what do you use the data for? So, uh, I mean, the, da the data 
is fascinating mm. because it allows brands to be able to know what type of engagement is happening with their products, yep. which previously they wouldn't have been able to do. And I, I mean, my, my favorite example is actually a catalog. You, you, know, you post a catalog and mm. what happens, yeah. you have no idea. It goes to the yep. letterbox, I mean, you just have no idea. But what if you're then able to figure out that actually page 17 is the most popular and within page 17 it's whatever product is in you know kind of the upper right hand corner uh, and then you start getting a pattern of what might be right for that catalog or what might be right for that particular street or what might be right for that particular city and so I think the, the, the key for us is being able to go back to to the brands who work with us and give them that sort of that sort of data yeah. around dwell time I mean again yeah. you know immersion you, Depth I mean, and yeah. I mean, the, the, the going back to to uh, the, the cereal pack, another good example. Are people doing this once, or are they doing it every single day? You know, if, if you're in the cereal business, you know how long a pack lasts. So, gosh, actually, this is happening every day, and it's happening every morning, and so it's happening for three minutes. Predict when that pack is finished. Yeah. And I think actually, so we do a lot of work with the CPG industry and the FMCG industry, and. Um, they, they are an industry that's hugely data and insights hugely important to them, but they've always been kind of one step removed from not only the point of purchase, yeah. but, you know, the transactional data. And that's just, so this must be incredibly valuable for them, totally. bringing them nearer to the consumer experience. Totally. And I, but I, I suppose I think the key thing we all try to figure out is the technology is moving at such a fast pace and actually you're capturing data just as fast, even faster, and you've just got so much of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, well, what do you do with all this data? Um, and what questions do you ask, ask to be able to the data, the data to yeah. be able to give you the sorts of, you know, interesting responses that will lead to the technology being applied to a particular use case? And I, I, that's something we talk a lot about because you mix creativity and technology, you put those together, and you have a shot in the dark because, you know, I mean, it might work, but if you yeah. actually add at the data piece there and you're able to, to your point, ask all the right questions, then actually you start having a hypothesis which might not work, but then it, it works on the back of what you've got and then you iterate and you iterate yes, exactly. and iterate and you keep carrying on. And that's, that's key for us. So um, obviously you're using AI, which is something we're all talking we're about. We're all talking about. <laughs> but it seems to me that you're using it in two really important ways. So you're using it um, to learn mm -hmm. and to evolve the experience, but you yeah. also, I imagine, are using it to do the huge analytics at scale, yeah. which you, you know, because yeah. um, the data that you're gathering is very varied, yeah. very fast, yeah. and, you know, coming at you. So yeah. do you have a huge team of data analysts internally? So we, uh, in, in terms of the AI, at the moment, we're actually far more focused on the computer vision piece okay. than, the actual, than the actual analytics, because, you know, sort of to my earlier point, we're essentially indexing the world by verticals. Um, and you know, to give you an example, we have just, uh, in the US, we now have the ability to recognize every single car in the country from the year 2000, and with an accuracy rate above 94%, we can give you a make, model, and year. And it's just any car That's in the phenomenal. country. So we have deep learned data sets of all, all the cars in, in, in the country. Um, you know, obviously, that's incredibly interesting to the auto companies because, A, people are engaged with cars all of the time, but then you're able to overlay uh, the current advertising campaign for that car year 2017. Um, the analytics piece, to your point, is equally important, but we're sort of combining both, and at the moment, yep. the computer vision piece is a real priority. What's next? What's next? I mean, I, I suppose if you asked 
if you ask Google what was next in 97 and 98. They wouldn't. Uh, so I think for, for us, we, uh, again, going back, we started with AR. We realized really quickly that to scale AR, you needed AI. Yeah. Um, that's something we're in the midst of right now. Uh, it will take time. This won't happen overnight. I mean, just, you know, to give you an example, we recognize around 5 million entities right now. 5 million entities. Um, and we uh, relate that to 30,000 words and 30,000 words that might express sentiment, so mm -hmm. happiness, darkness. But then entities are people or objects or whatever it might be. So we connect all of that and that we have the understanding uh, it was the equivalent of, uh, of probably a seven, eight-year-old right now. And you've got to think that um, 18 months ago, we had nothing. Yeah. But that seven-year-old understanding is generic. Then when it comes to verticals, then clearly that's highly mm. developed. So my car example being, being one. So what we want to provide is, uh, is, is an AR browser that's um, on the back of visual search is yep. able to trigger usually valuable content. And that, you know, if you think of that example of you see something that you really like, and it might be an item of clothing, and it's a red dress, and you want to describe that red dress in that moment to be able to find out more about it, yeah. it's actually a really difficult thing to do. It is hugely Red difficult. dress, and then Short, you might... long, uh, summer, winter. I mean, there's so much yeah. taxonomy exactly. involved. Exactly. Uh, whereas pointing your phone at that red dress and either being able to pinpoint exactly yeah. the one it is or similar ones is, is hugely powerful. So, uh, so uh, yeah, we're going really fast and uh, incredibly excited about where this is going. And are you still working with brands? I mean, do you still have, I mean, I, I, get, I get the kind of the huge consumer yeah. benefit, which, I mean, sorry brands, far outweighs a branded experience of being able to catalogue everything. I mean, that's fundamental, you know, evolution of search and interaction and engagement and knowledge generation. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's an important thing to be doing for the world. Yeah. Um, so alongside that, are you still kind of partnering with brands? Is that a core part of your strategy? So very much so. Yeah. Um, the brands that we've been working with for years now and that we keep getting repeat business from, the projects get more and more exciting because, yeah. because our tech is so much better. Uh, and also AR is, is, is here now. I mean, the mood music around AR has been... Over the last three or four years, I think there's always that conclusion of, is this the year is where it really explodes? Is it, is it going to? Probably not quite, to? but it's going to be yeah. next year. And then you yeah. had exactly the same conversation the following year. I mean, it feels to us that we really are at that point right now. And I think you know, Facebook's announcement um, just 10 days yep. ago, where actually 12 months ago for Facebook, AR was five years ago, first five years away. And as of 10 days, AR is now. Um, so it, it feels like it's very much, it's very much there. And uh, from a brand perspective, as I say, we'll continue to work with them on being able to do far more, not just about campaigns, we're actually delivering solutions for them. Yes. Um, something that we're really keen on, and we sort of talk about this concept of democratizing AR, where we don't want to be gatekeepers or actually the only ones in town who mm -hmm. do a lot of these campaigns. So we've developed a set of um, self-service platforms which we encourage agencies, media publishers to, to use. So we have a licensing model for them. And as far as we're concerned, we want as many people in the world going, yeah. going, and going and doing this. Um, and some agencies will be able to do this completely on their own and they will just use our technology and we're a technology partner to them. Mm -hmm. um, and some others might need a bit of help and that will involve some consultancy and some partnership maybe for a few months and then yeah. they're off on their own with the technology. And I think fundamental thing for us is that we're a tech company at the end of the day. 
We are device yes. agnostic, so at the moment the Blipper app um, is in people's phones because the phone has the computing power and, mm -hmm. and you know everybody uses it. Uh, but who knows where the world is going? Headsets, you know, the moment headsets become cooler, then we can do far more with that too. So, your first year at Cannes? Yes. What are you hoping for, expecting to see? Have you entered anything? So very. Uh, oh, this has a lot of questions wrapped up. In yeah. Um, so first time, as you say, uh, not for Blipper. So I know that from uh, from the trip last year, we developed some fantastic relationships yeah. with uh, with agencies actually that have led to some really interesting opportunities um, this this year. And I think it'll be really interesting to measure the shift of how people have embraced AR over yes, the last over the last twelve months. Where I think you know back to my point earlier, some agencies saw it last year and we've done some really interesting things with them and some others were probably a little bit more yeah. skeptical. I, I think that will really change. And so what my hope will happen is that we will have you know, even, even better conversations this year that will lead to those partnerships and again to, to the point I made earlier, really being able to position ourselves as a technology partner to, uh, to agencies yeah. and their clients and thinking about what we bring to the party. So it's, it's, you know, we've never tried to compete with agencies. You know, agencies for us are very passionate about consumer needs, yeah. um, connecting the brand story, um, creative ideas, and we're bringing an innovative platform um, and user interface that you know, we think is very interesting for, for the agency's clients. So that's kind of where we are, and, and I'm told it's crazy. I'm told it's, uh, you know, sort of 24-7. It's, it's weird, isn't myself. it? I think if you go and, you know, we were just chatting a bit before, the first year you go and you're like, what is this? Yeah. And you think, gosh, this is amazing. And then you have a few years when you dabble around. And then, I mean, I've sat on the creative data jury for the last couple of years, yeah. and that's a very different can experience, but you do get to see a lot of what's going on and what is brilliant. And I think I think it will be very interesting to see. I'm, I'm not on the jury this year, but there are a few things that I've seen kind of nascently appearing in, in the data jury in the last two years, this being one of them. Yeah. It's like, when do those... I mean, AI was nascent last year. Mm. AR was nascent last year. I think it would be very interesting to see as we look at the winners this year, you know, when these things become... They move from being that yeah. to something that's a recognised part of a connected... Yeah. Brand story yeah. on behalf of brands. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hugely exciting. I hope I see you there. Absolutely. I'll Thank you there. very much. Thank it's you. lovely to meet you. Thanks very much. You too.